Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. And today we are talking about tigers. We're talking about paper tigers, which instantly brings to mind uh, like a... You know, an origami saber-toothed tiger of immense size, like chasing you down in your dreams, catching up with you, and then just tearing into you with its with a, a thousand paper cuts and just ripping you to shreds. That's about right. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a stand-in for for many different things. Uh, historically, a paper tiger was a stand-in for a country that really had sort of no political might, but posed a threat or was trying to pose a threat. Okay. Uh, but then it's been sort of uh, used in the vernacular to mean like some sort of threat that uh, that doesn't really um, have any physical manifestation, and yet it can't help but chew your brains out. Yeah, I mean, especially if you. If you go ahead and, and, and apply the actual paper aspect of this to paperwork, uh, mm-hmm. as, it, as this podcast is coming out, we're, we're smack dab in the middle of tax season. So, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, even though there's less, I guess, paper involved in it if you're doing it online, but still, all the paperwork of getting your taxes in, like, that is a huge paper tiger because you have, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. It's, it's not only the, the stress of the moment, it's like an entire year, maybe an entire life's stress, uh, about money and about finance and about your your various spending habits and uh, and your and life choices, you know, houses, uh, your marital status, all of these things just wound up into one confusing task. <laughs> and if you get it wrong, yeah. then you, if you mess it up, then you end up having to pay more money or you go to jail. Right. Uh, it's it can be a high stress situation. Well, see, that's the thing about these paper tigers is that uh, they, they do cause stress. And just even saying taxes, I noticed this, um, and maybe it's because I've had too much coffee this morning, but my palms are beginning to sweat because yeah. I'm starting to think about the anxiety that I've had before in trying to do my taxes. And, and as you mentioned, if you mess up, whoa, that that can be like a year long nightmare to try yeah, to repair more paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. So that is what we are talking about today because this is very interesting. This, this lightning fast physiological response that comes from, from the paper tigers, uh, you know, real or imagined and, uh, really having their, um, beginnings in real tigers, like saber tooth tigers, right? Yeah. Because it, again, we, we, this is one of those examples where we, we go back to a, a mythical prehistoric plane, you know, where, uh, Primordial humans are hanging out, and occasionally saber-toothed tigers jump out and eat them. Um, you know, ignore the actual archaeology of, of this example, but it's you know <laughs> the idea that there was a time yeah. when humans didn't have it knocked, and that every day was a life and death battle with the environment, and uh, a predator could just decide to eat. And this is something called the stress response, right? It's yeah. really important um, to have the stress response, particularly in this example. So what is happening when you're having uh, this kind of response? Well, your heart rate just goes bananas, right? It goes up. Your blood flow increases. Your digestive system actually begins to shut down because, uh, you know, you don't want to be digesting something. You want to use that energy to confront the problem in front of you. Same thing with your immune system. That gets repressed uh, because, again, the bigger threat is in front of you, not some sort of germ that your immune system is trying to fight off. So temporarily, your body says, hey, immune system, you can knock it off for a couple minutes while we're trying to figure this out. And then, I think this is so cool, your eyes, uh, the, the, the pupils in your eyes actually dilate. And they do this because they're trying to take in more light. Because when they do that, you have this temporarily um, increased vision 
So mm-hmm. it's almost sort of like the superhuman moment that you have, and it lasts just seconds. Yeah, all the settings change. We go into this fear mode, this uh, fight-or-flight mode. And uh, we've discussed uh, before when we were talking about um, memory that even even memory gets kind of twisted about. There's that uh, the idea that, you know, that everyone thinks that they remember exactly what they were wearing and eating mm-hmm. on, say, 9-11 or they're you know, older when Kennedy was shot. But in reality, the the brain kind of bypasses those memories and lets you not it lets you makes you think that you remember those things because ultimately the brain is saying, "Don't worry about your cereal. Don't worry about what you're wearing. You're yeah. in, you're in a stressed out mode. You need to worry about survival." Yeah, it's macro, not micro. We don't need to know details right now. We just need to know if this is a real threat in front yeah. of us. And that flight or fight is really defined by the adrenaline coursing through our bodies, the cortisol, which is the stress hormone that gets mm-hmm. released. Um, you probably have heard these examples of a mother or father picking up a thousand or two thousand pound car. Uh, to try to release their child stuck underneath it. And yeah. that's that's a good example of this sort of superhuman strength or these abilities beyond ourselves that we can evoke when we are experiencing the stress response. So, yeah, your body charges up to mm-hmm. to, to fight something or to run away, to, to take all of this, this energy in these new uh, settings and apply them to either beating the tar out of a saber-toothed tiger or running as fast as you can so that it does not eat you. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why humans have been so successful as a species because, um, you know, this allows us to have or to make rapid fire decisions and act on them. And a lot of times, uh, particularly when we use that example from the past, saber tooth tiger, mm-hmm. they can have life saving outcomes. All right. The problem with modern humans, I suppose you could say, is that uh, stress can be bad when you have insidious levels of it. Yes. And uh, when I say insidious levels, I mean that our body doesn't distinguish between a, a real saber-toothed tiger and, uh, well, to some degree, uh, and a paper tiger, right? Because right. the stress response is the same no matter what. So if I have a deadline approaching or... Uh, this is a classic one. You think that you have sent an email to just one person and you have this paranoid feeling yeah. like, oh, my God, I just sent it out to the entire company and your your palms begin to sweat mm-hmm. and your heart begins to beat fast. That's that is a reaction that that is over exaggerated. Right. For, for the actual instance. But it still feels like a threat. And this can be really dangerous to, uh, you know, long term to have this constant sort of low level stress about you. Um, as we had discussed in our episode about uh, the epigenome, these are the kind of things, stress, that can flip those switches that um, the switches that, that control diseases or disorders. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, it has a big effect on your cardiac health, right? Because you've got inflammation in the arteries. You've got all sorts of things going on that uh, stress can do to your body. And I think this is kind of fascinating, too, that increased cortisol levels, which come from the stress response, can actually begin to affect insulin production. And that insulin can then make that decision about whether or not to burn off fat or to store it. So if you are at a constant low level of stress, it's a lot harder to lose weight because it's keeping, uh, you know, all those fat stores in your body. Yeah, I mean, it ultimately, again, comes down to this idea that all this stress builds up, and then we're supposed to release that stress in the form of a, a fight or a flight. But we don't. But we don't. It's kind of like like if you imagine a situation where the, the tiger, the saber-toothed tiger, almost attacks a bunch of times. Like, you know, it's just kind of stalking, toying with the prey. You I know, like the stalking you know, it's analogy. Yeah. Wear you down. Like, when is it going to attack? When is it going to actually, when is the, uh, when is this actually going to go down? And the stress keeps building and building. But then, you know, what if the tiger never attacks? Because 
Yeah, I can't help but think back to our previous use of the saber-toothed tiger example when we were talking about humor, the idea that that, that laughter uh, emerges when something that was perceived as a threat is suddenly realized to not be a threat. And then what happens? We laugh. And it's... And, this is also this is interesting too because when mm-hmm. what is laughter but this 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 full body experience uh, you could you could almost look at that as in a, a a means of burning off some of the stress energy through the laughter like oh I can laugh about it now but but w- where do you reach that point with some of these paper tigers I mean even after you send in your taxes do you ever really laugh and say oh, ha ha <laughs> right, I got right. my and my taxes are off that's great they're, they're done I can laugh about it no no not yeah. necessarily you're just trying to insert your laughter yoga agenda I see no. where you're going with us <laughs> no laughter yoga agenda <laughs> All right let's take a quick break and when we get back we will talk about uh bosses who attack all right, we're back, and we've been talking about uh, you know what happens when there's a perceived threat. We build up all that stress in your body, and then as an organism, we're supposed to then release that stress by either fleeing from the thing that is uh, uh, endangering us or fighting the thing that is endangering us. But what happens when that the thing that is uh, giving us all this stress mm-hmm. cannot be uh, fled from and cannot be directly opposed? What if it's something like your taxes or um, or just like a, like a massive amount of paperwork you have to get done? Or what if it takes an actual, like, human physical embodiment in the form of your boss, right? Yeah. I mean... Because, really, if, if you could fight your boss, you could you <laughs> could run from your boss, you could quit your job and, and uh-huh. move to a different city, never see that boss again. Both of these options are on the table. But generally speaking, within a society, within, within a culture, we have all these weird rules. You know, when you lay culture over any kind <laughs> of uh, biological reality, all of these complications come up. So you end up in this situation where you're like, my boss is my enemy. I want to fight him or her. I want to flee from him or her. But neither of those are an option because I need a job. And this is this is where I am. This is maybe this is who I who I am. You know, it's so it's you can't take either of those options. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's like your boss has a boss, too, and is experiencing the same thing when his boss or her boss comes and stands over him or her uh, and begins to tick off a to do list. Right. Or mm-hmm. to say, you know what, something got screwed up. You begin to feel that stress response because, again, it doesn't matter if it's a real saber tooth tiger or your boss just looming over you, you know, that, that you begin to get anxious about the situation. Yeah. Um, so, of course, there, there are things you can do here other than actually going mano a mano with your boss, which, as you pointed out, is probably not a good idea. Um, you've got to have some sort of release. And we've talked about a release in the form of meditation before or yoga, laughter yoga. Uh, but for my money, I have to say that I think that exercise, that burst of energy that you talked about uh, when you mm-hmm. think about our, our ancestors running from a saber-toothed tiger, that, I think, is, is, is the uh, thing that is most helpful here. Yeah, I mean, because your body wants to run. So get on a treadmill, run a little bit, you know? Well, and you've got a chemical cocktail in your body swirling around with no outlet, right? So that's why we get this low, low, you know, the threat may have disappeared, but later on you're still stuck with the effects of stress. So if you can burn off those chemicals in the form of exercise, well, then you've just accomplished the same thing as as running from saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, so high-intensity exercise is a good way to handle it. Also, sleep. A good night's sleep True. is a good way to do it. I mean, we've all had that situation. I mean, ho- hopefully we're all at a, a point where we realize that if you're stressed out about something that might be a little silly, uh, like Monday night, go to sleep and see if it's still bothering you Tuesday morning. This is, I highly recommend, you have a, a, a nasty email you're about to send out to somebody, <laughs> let it let it set. 
get let let it wait till the next day to actually send it and see if it's still as important uh, 24 hours later. It's true um, because the idea here is that you just want to lower your blood pressure and and return to normal and and get out of that heightened state in whatever way that you can. Mm-hmm. So again, it makes sense to me to just do something for for 30 minutes to burn off those chemicals. And by the way, studies have shown that when you do this um, this regular exercise, that it also helps to control stress in future episodes. So you don't have an over exaggeration or as much. Um, uh, response to whatever stimuli it is in front of you. Yeah, I've also wondered to what if, to what extent uh, violent video games or even just mildly violent video games provide some sort of outlet like that as well. Because if we're building up this feeling like we need to fight something, then maybe maybe it does bode well to then go home and shoot a bunch of robots. I don't know. Yeah, but then you don't have the physical expression. That's right. You're still, if, if anything, you're maybe just massaging that. Uh, that feeling a little bit when it really needs to be throttled. Do you think that we could institute HSW dance-offs in the office to like release our stress? I, I think it would. It might stress out some people. That's true. I, I, I don't know. It, you know, everyone has their their different release. But I mean, I for my own part, I definitely see like a big difference. Uh, ever since I started doing yoga regularly, mm-hmm. I've found that like if there's a week that goes by where I don't actually make it to yoga, like my stress level all week is just a little higher for not having that uh, that release. Well, we had talked about the default mode network too, and that's yeah. really at play here because it's that chattering midline of the brain that you have to quiet. So if you can do that through yoga or meditation, then you can help to tamp down the respe- response to stress as well. Um, but again, exercise too, quick way just to blow it out of there. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you don't, you know, it could be as simple as a quick dance off. It could be as as simple as get up, go outside, walk around the building, come back in. You know, just do something to to burn off some of that uh, that fight or flight uh, chemical cocktail that's brewing inside you. Yeah, so and threatening are, to blow. Those are uh, just a couple of ways to uh, shred those paper tigers. All right, well, let's call the robot over here and get some quick listener mail. All right, the two that come to us today here, uh, these uh, are actual actually Facebook uh, messages. The first one comes from anonymous. Uh, Anonymous writes in and says, Hello, Robert and Julie. I love your podcast. I'd like to share with you a response to your regurgitation celebration podcast. I, it really helped me accept that vomiting is a natural part of life and can actually uh, be beneficial depending on the circumstances. Unfortunately, vomiting for me is maladaptive. I have panic disorder and OCD, and I inevitably vomit in response to a panic attack. My panic attacks are only perpetuated by the fear of vomiting in public. As a result, I obsess about vomiting 90% of the day. Cognitive behavioral therapy has helped me manage the disorders. I just wanted to drop you all uh, a line and let you know that your regurgitation episode has given me a new outlook on vomiting and makes me feel less alone when I do vomit from a panic attack. Sincerely, Anonymous. Well, that's that's really good to hear. Uh, you know, to to whatever extent you know any of the the information that that, uh, that we share through the podcast can you know provide uh, individuals with a you know slightly different uh, you know hopefully more positive uh, outlook on the body, on their behavior, yeah. on the world around them. Then, yeah, because uh, regurgitation awesome. is really, at the end of the day, a defense system, right? So yeah. and it's gone a little bit of awry in that case, but to know that it is a defense system is, is, I think, comforting. Yeah, I feel like when I was younger, I definitely, you know, I was just scared of vomiting. I was just like, it would just freak me out. But then the last the last time or two that I got really sick, I, 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 I realized this is going to happen and You'll I'll, feel pro- I'll feel better for it. It's going to be disgusting, <laughs> but I'm going to feel better. And it's, you know, my body wants to vomit, so I should want to vomit. So 
There you go. Uh, we also that's a good bumper sticker, yeah, by the way. Yes, yeah, it's kind of long, but I think it would work. Uh, we also heard from a listener by the name of Andrew. Andrew writes in and says, "Love the show. Have you guys done a show on the placebo effect? I'd like to hear your take on the topic. Keep up the great work." Uh, and yes, we did do an episode on the placebo effect, titled "The Placebo Effect: Colon Brain Over Pain," uh, and that was uh, published in 2011. But mm-hmm. it, but if you go to the RSS page mm-hmm. for our podcast, uh, you can find it there in the list. Uh, and if you want to find that RSS link, it's always at the bottom of any blog post uh, that we put up about the the episode. So just look for it there. Uh, but yeah, that was a cool episode. You know, uh, speaking of paper tigers and stress, sometimes I think about that instance, um, and I don't know if we covered it specifically in that episode, the placebo one. But I think about the person who was taking, who was in a um, drug trial. Mm-hmm. And they were taking the placebo, but they knew about the side effects. And they had taken the side effects uh, to heart so much so that they ended up at the emergency room in, in horrible health because their body began to shut down. Yeah. And I think, God, it's just so powerful that the, you know, that the brain, the mind over matter, really. Yeah. I mean, with the paper tigers, you end up almost feeling the the possible negative outcome to whatever you're doing. If mm-hmm. you start thinking about, oh, did I send that email out to the entire company or just to my friend, you, you really start experiencing the reality, the, like physically, of having sent that out to all of these people. You start putting yourself in a virtual fear environment in your own mind. Yeah, and just like this little death yeah. that you begin to experience or think you're experiencing. Yeah, and not the good kind. Nope. So oh, hey, yeah. that was yeah, that was another episode. Uh, right. So hey, if you guys would like to reach out to us and uh, share some thoughts on this or other topics, uh, we'd love to hear from you. What are your paper tigers, um, and then how? To what extent have you been able to defeat them? Let us know. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Tumblr. We're stuffed to blow your mind on both of those. You can find us on Twitter, where our handle is Blow the Mind. And you can also drop us a line at Blow the Mind at Discovery For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.